Okay. Yeah, so the uh, the Google guys got back to me, and um, our uh, our podcast is approved for Google Play. Wow. So that's good. That's really cool. Yep. So uh, I guess uh, if people use Google Play to listen to whatever they listen to, they can now listen to us. We've gone global. That's right. M- multiple platforms. Yeah. Multiple powers. Hey, let's hope we get some fucking money out of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then uh, then Mike can quit his job and he can show up for our podcast every now and then. Welcome to All You Need Is Blood, the UHM Horror Podcast, with your hosts, Ryan, Shane, and Mike. Yeah, sadly today, Mike will not be joining us, um, but we'll hold down the fort and uh, we'll cover what we got to cover. We'll do and what I'm we sure can. Mike- yeah, we'll do what we can. That's right. I'm sure Mike will be back next time. So anyway, welcome to All You Need Is Blood. This is episode 30. We are the official podcast of UpcomingHorrorMovies.com. And uh, before we get going today, we've got just a little bit of, uh, of podcast bookkeeping we got to do. So um, first of all, we've got a new email. Um, the new email is All You Need Is Blood Pod, P-O-D at gmail.com so one word all you need is blood pod um at gmail sells so any if you were going to send the uhm one i had all the messages forwarded from the old email to this new one so it'll still work but use the new one from now on that'll be the way to go and we also started a brand new all you need is blood facebook group so if you're uh, you're into facebook just type in all you need is blood or all you need is blood podcast and it should be the first one that pops up yeah, all links, all links will be provided for. Um, yeah, so any on yeah, we'll various put all stuff up there. Yeah, that'll all be on our Twitters and um, my Instagram. It's already up on my Instagram actually. Right. So, um, you know, I did that the other day. Yeah, we did. We did also change our SoundCloud address. Uh, it shouldn't affect anyone that's subscribed. Um, that should be no problem at all. It should just automatically update because every link and everything I've already checked out seem to be working just fine but if you wanted to visit the SoundCloud page soundcloud.com slash all you need is blood uh, and that's it so that that should be no problem oh and I uh, I double checked our iTunes is still working <laughs> right I, I had to reinstall iTunes on my uh, work computer because I don't have anything else so but we, we are still on there and as I mentioned previously you're going to be able to get us on Google Play now as of Today we're recording this on uh, Monday the 31st. We got approval, um, but a lot of our episodes are still processing, and the podcast will not be searchable for 24 hours, according to what Google has told me. So um, by the time you guys get this, it should be all up and running. Um, So if you go to Google Play and search All You Need Is Blood Podcast, there it will be. And you can listen to us swearing and cursing and farting and burping as much as you like. Yes, yes. As everyone prefers to do. I mean, that is that is what we describe our podcast as. A series of burps and farts set to the background of a horror discussion. With lots of swearing. Uh, yes. British swearing, too. Oh, yeah. Because we're on a the complete... We're all We're on a completely different level over here. Mm. 
So some other uh, stuff I wanted to mention. Uh, the last episode, the Romero episode, the tribute, mm-hmm. um, we had our first um, giveaway for the All You Need Is Blood podcast where we gave away uh, three DVDs, Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, and Day of the Dead. Right. And we had our first winner. Woohoo! Um, his, uh, his, I'll just give his username because I don't know if he wants his real name out there, but his username was uh, Sasaki Yori and um, sent in the winning email. I sort of took every all the entrance emails, assigned them numbers, and then put it into a random number selector to pick the winner. How many so, How many entrants were there? That doesn't need to be mentioned. Yeah, it does. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say that it was under 10. Well, so it there we wasn't go. too money. But well, it was, it's a start. It's our first yeah. giveaway, you know. The first giveaway. Well, we'll have more next time, I imagine. But, yeah, um, yeah. We, so he won. Um, so congratulations to him. He let me. He sent me an email today that he had just gotten his DVDs today. So that's all right. Cool. cool. Oh, all right. Cool. Yeah, so that, so the rules, yeah. So that's all yeah. cleared up. Uh, he's also said part of the um, giveaway was to mention your favorite Romero movie. He said his favorite was Day of the Dead because he liked the hopelessness, the effects, and the ending. So hmm. congratulations to Sasaki Yori and uh, keep listening, buddy. Good call. Enjoy your movies. Yes, they are amazing. And oh, you know what? Yeah, watch them again and then uh, email us back and let us know what your favorite is. In fact, if anyone wants to email us and let us know what their favorite of the Romero trilogy is, feel free to do so. Maybe we should maybe we should do like a poll or something. That'd be a good idea. Yeah, let's do it. Hmm. Yeah, cool. yeah. Let's do so, a, um, do a poll. Yeah, maybe we'll put that up when I release this podcast, and we'll have everybody. Uh, go in and vote maybe we could do a poll of who the favorite character is out of any of the films well it's obviously bub i mean well everybody loves bub <laughs> i think bub is awesome he is definitely out of the original trilogy he is my favorite um character yeah out of the yeah, new I mean... out of the newer trilogy i think big daddy is pretty cool yep yeah, he's pretty good, but I, I'm I'm a big fan of Dustin Hoffman too. Dustin Hoffman. Oh, Dustin Hoffman! What am I saying? Freaking uh, what's his face? The um, Hopper, Dennis Hopper, <laughs> Dustin Hoffman. Fucking Dustin. <laughs> D- <Dennis>. Rain Man. <laughs> yeah, R- Ryan is having a Rain Man moment tonight. By the way, I am. I am. My my mental storage of useless movie trivia has overflowed, and nonsense is spilling from me. Yeah, fucking <laughs> Dennis Hopper. Fucking Dustin oh, Hoffman. Wow. Jesus Christ, what are you on? <laughs> Dude, I'm losing it. I am fucking... It was a long day. It was a long weekend. Yeah. I'd gotten back from uh, the Scares They Care weekend this uh, this week, and it took me, like, almost 48 hours to get home because of flights being canceled and shit. It was, uh, we were stranded in Charlotte, North Carolina for a while, and that was not fun. So, But okay. we, they did announce this week, next year, next August, the, 2018, that is, Scares the Care Weekend 5 is going to be happening, and uh, I plan on going, so that's going to be awesome. Good, cool. Looking forward to it. And also, um, I don't know how many Connecticut listeners we have, uh, but if anybody's in the Connecticut or New England area, um, in September this year, September 16th, 2017, uh, they're having the CT Horror Fest, and it's going to be great. I've gone to uh, one... Uh, I think it was probably two years ago was the last one I went to. I missed last year's because I'm usually away for whatever reason. But right. this year, I'm good. I'm going to be around. I'm going. And uh, if you guys see me walking around, say hi. So 
Does anybody know what you look like? No. Well, they will now, Shane, because if they go to our Facebook page, you can see the cartoon renditions of yes. all of our faces. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I, um, I, that, those images, right, they cracked me up. And I actually posted the image to a friend of mine in San Francisco. I said, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, we've, we've been um, characterized um, or caricatured. Um, caricatured, yeah. Yeah, and uh, he said he said about my picture. He said, "Yeah, could, you could lose the cigarette, but then." That's... No, dude. I, <laughs> okay, listen. I purposefully drew that cigarette in. I'm like, people have to know which one of us is the one that's constantly packing cigarettes and lighting his lighter as they hear in the background. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, the help of constant click, 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 because my lighter is fucked. <laughs> yeah. So if uh, so, if anyone wants to know what Shane looks like in cartoon form, uh, yeah, go to the uh, go to the Facebook group. All you need is blood, and uh, you can see all of our cartoon images right on the front page. I think what we should do we should change our Twitter icons to those cartoon images. In fact, I might I'll, do that. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I am actually going to do it. Nice. Yeah, I sent you the individual ones. You don't got to send yeah. the whole thing. No, but um, yeah, I might actually um, change my Twitter banner to the "All You Need Is Blood" banner as well. Oh, nice! If you want the, oh, actually, I sent you the files, so you got yeah, you, you got a couple yeah. different you got a couple different choices to make. I, I was I'm actually going to make another one too. There's some there's some changes I want to make on it. So All right, that. okay, cool. So, yeah, I recently got into graphic design, and by recently I mean I realized we needed a Twitter banner and, or a <laughs> uh, you know Facebook banner, and I'm like shit. I'm gonna have to learn how to use one of these editing programs that isn't Microsoft Paint. <laughs> yeah, because Microsoft Paint is no longer available. They well, they it's still around, but they do not support it anymore. So no more updates, no more anything else. In the next version of Windows, they will probably phase it out. Yeah. Which is sad because I consider myself like a Microsoft Paint. That's that's my go-to. Like if I gotta make a hilarious cartoon drawing, I'm gonna use Paint. It's gonna be funny. Yeah. But no, those days are gone. No. So anyway, I have gone through my list of dumb shit I had to take care of before we start the episode. So uh, what do you say, Shane? We get into it a little bit. Uh, we'll start off with our favorite segment that we always go into. What's going on? What have you been watching, reading, listening to, or sort of anything anything that's been going on? What do you got? Well, just recently, um, obviously due to the recent loss of Chester Bennington from Linkin Park, yep. um, I've been listening to a lot of Linkin Park stuff. Um also been listening to a lot of Nine Inch Nails because their new EP drops last week and if you haven't heard it, go find it because it's awesome. Um, well, I say awesome. It's very avant-garde, noisy Nine Inch Nails. So it's back to them doing what they do best. Um, been listen- I've been actually going quite retro and listening to a lot of old school stuff. So... Marilyn Manson, The Doors, um, Pink Floyd, even you know that's, proper. That's an interesting, yeah. interesting combo you got there. Yeah, Manson, The Doors, Pink Floyd. Yeah, well, the thing is, there's connections with those three bands. Well, particularly Manson and The Doors, because Manson has actually recorded covers of Doors tracks in the mm. past, um, particularly Five to One, um, which he did, which was quite cool. Uh, and that was just for you uh, Manson geeks or any geeks well me basically uh, it was on the B side of the 12 inch single of Disposable Teens 
So um, the UK release, that is, obviously. Um, oh, obviously, right. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I've been listening to that. Um, I haven't really been watching much over the last weekend because I had a migraine that lasted for three days. Ugh. Um, and it was it was not pleasant. Um, I had to cancel going anywhere um, this week or this weekend. I'd literally stayed at home, just suffered in darkness. Um, well, which is standard for me because I'm a goth. So yeah, you know, um, <laughs> uh, you know, UHM's resident goth bastard. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I'd just been getting over that, and I didn't really shift it until yesterday. So that kind of sucked. Um, and watching movies, I've managed to watch two movies this weekend, and one of them is what we'll be discussing tonight. And nice. the, the other one, <laughs> well, actually, the other one is not really a movie. It's um, a TV show that I've always loved, and that was Dead Set. So um, I rewatched that last night, um, and. I love it. The more I watch it, the more I love it. It's just, if anybody is familiar or heard of Dead Set, or if, sorry, if you haven't heard of it, Dead Set was a British TV show that came out nine years ago, and it was based around a fake um, Big Brother series, and it was it was kind of cool because it had the the actual TV presenter Davina McCall. She was in it. Um, acting for the first time and uh, she was really good in that and it was one of those TV shows it aired over a period of five nights up to and including Halloween so the last episode aired on Halloween in 2008 and uh, it's littered with George Romero references and there's lots of references to other movies in there as well and it's written mm -hmm. written by Charlie Brooker who's known for doing screen wipe in the UK also Black Mirror yeah um, but yeah I, I watched that last night and um, I was checking online how much copies of that are going for and the cheapest I've seen it going for was about six quid which is six pounds or eleven dollars or whatever the hell that is I don't know um, <laughs> yeah, it's more. It's more than six dollars. That's all you got to know. Yeah, and um, I think the most expensive copy I saw online was going for about twenty nine ninety nine, and it's not even the original pressing. Um, it is like the re the reissue because it was actually bought out in two different versions. It was the episodic version, which I have. Also, Ryan has. Yes, I was kind enough to send Ryan a copy of that a few years back. And that's gotten multiple watches, Shane. Yeah. So thank you very much. No, you're more than welcome. Um, so, yeah, there's there was that. And um, there's also the filmic version where they basically just um, made it into one three-hour movie. Oh, how was that? I've never seen that. Well, no, it's just basically – it's just a constant movie. There's like – you don't get the breaks in between the episodes on it. Does it flow well though? Does it yeah. make sense? Or yeah, it does. It... Yeah, it does. It does actually because it cuts out the previously on. Yeah, right. And it just flows through quite perfectly. But I don't actually own that. I've got the original episodic DVD, hmm. um, and it's got the original sleeve as well. So any 
it turns out that the original sleeve obviously is now out of print <coughs> but um even the re-release is quite hard to find so yeah you know what it it is available at least in the u.s uh, on netflix because that's always in my recommended section right so that is if you have netflix dead set is up there she's ready to go uh i highly recommend you watch it. it's a great great zombie movie zombie tv show however you yeah. want to put it it was at the time it was on record as the goriest tv show ever to grace t um channel four Right, yeah, and I even mentioned that to you. Like, I couldn't, yeah. when you sent that to me, I couldn't believe that they let this go out on broadcast television. It yeah. is super gory. It is amazing. It's, it's yeah. a, it is a thing of beauty to watch because, I mean, obviously, it's all practical FX. There's a few CG moments, but that's just blood splatters. But, yeah. you know, it's practical FX, and that's why it's so great. And the makeup in it is really good. And interesting piece of trivia for you, um, during the making of this, of the TV show itself, they actually got previous Big Brother contestants from the UK Big Brother uh, to actually participate as zombies. Yeah, I remember you telling me that. Yeah. But I, I have no knowledge of Big Brother, no, so it, you, I, you're it, not, make, you know, yeah, you're it not, did not impression me at all. I'm no, like, okay, whatever. I mean, you're not missing out on much, to be quite honest with you, because Big Brother is, in fact, a big pile of shit. But, yeah, um, well, you know... It's, Shane, we're big, we're big reality fans here in the U.S. That's why we hire reality people to be our president. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'd notice that. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, so yeah, if yeah, dead set. I mean, you can even watch it on YouTube. Only problem is it's got Spanish subtitles. No. So yeah, but you can watch it on YouTube as well. Um, obviously Netflix, like you said. Yeah, and, I think most of our viewers probably have, or most of our listeners have access to Netflix. So yeah. definitely go check out Dead Set if you have not seen it yet. Yeah, great De zombie movie. Dead Set is exceptional. Um, yeah. I've, I've always highly rated it. I've always given it a ten out of ten. So I absolutely love it. Yeah. It's it's one of the best ones, definitely. Yeah, agreed. Um, now, Shane, you're you're a person that's watched a lot of Walking Dead. How would you compare the Walking Dead show to Dead Set? Right, Dead Set is a class of its own. Walking Dead is good, but Dead Set, in my opinion, is far superior because it was actually set a couple. It was made a couple of years before Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you think about it. We're now coming up to season eight of Walking Dead, and you know. Dead Set came out in 20, uh, 2008, so it kind of predates the whole Walking Dead mythos, um, yeah. because it was obviously, um, it was based on an original idea, and it's yeah. got plenty of George Romero, well like I say, it's got plenty of horror movie references in there. So um, for me, Walking Dead doesn't really compare, if you see what I mean. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, I like Walking Dead, but I love Dead Set. Nice. Yeah. So it's always worth watching. Absolutely. Mm. So, so, um, so yeah, for myself, um, I know I mentioned uh, last time that I was uh, watching Castlevania on yeah. Netflix before, uh, before I sort of got interrupted and uh, stopped watching it midway through one of the episodes, but I finished it up. Uh, it's only four episodes. It's a pretty short watch. You could crush it, you know, in one night, no problem. And um, I was a little, I wasn't a big fan, I think, of episode two. I, it didn't really go anywhere. And episode three, I only saw like the beginning of. 
but the whole series is fucking amazing and it's like maybe one of the best pieces of animated i have i don't watch a lot of um anime or animated shows anymore i mean i used to be sort of watch more of them but it, it's been years since i really watched one and this was fucking awesome and i cannot wait for season two it, they did such a good job they st- not necessarily like retold some of the Castlevania story, but they stayed true to it. There are characters that are from the video games in the show. I don't want to spoil anything, um, but it it's great. It, it's just it's it looks beautiful. Um, it's got a lot of gore. It has a lot of anti-religious sentiment, which you know I'm probably a big fan of. Uh-huh. And um, and it, it's a great watch. I mean, I, I recommend everybody check it out. It's on Netflix, Castlevania. They've been you, if you have Netflix, they've been trying to get you to watch this show. So definitely watch it. It was awesome. Yeah, speaking of Netflix shows, um, the trailer for Stranger Things season two dropped last week, and oh, I did. That's I did not get to that. God damn it, Shane! You should have mentioned that to me when I was talking about trailers today. <laughs> Oh, I completely forgot. I was good because that came out when I was down in uh, Virginia on vacation. Yeah. And the Wi-Fi in my hotel was fucking garbage. So I was like, all right, I'm not going to watch this on my phone on this crappy Wi-Fi. I'll wait till I get home to watch it in HD, you know, on my computer screen and look much better. And I completely forgot. Man, it looks amazing. I cannot wait. October 27th, Stranger Things Season 2 drops on Netflix. Oh, man. And yeah, I can. I'm definitely gonna have to watch it. I cannot fucking wait. I really can't, because I mean, what I loved about the trailer was that obviously it starts off because it's set in 1984, so mm-hmm. you've got the kids crowding around like an arcade game, and um, one of the kids kind of like goes walking out, and he starts seeing stuff from the upside down world, and it freaks him out, and you're like, holy shit! But then it's what you see in the sky it's kind of like this Cthulhu type demon and you're like holy fucking shit and I I'm not gonna lie not gonna lie I did get a bit moist when I saw yeah I saw the trailer (laughs) and I had to watch it three times just to grasp the concept and you know what was really cool obviously with it being set in 1984 you've got an 80s soundtrack and the soundtrack the soundtrack for it has the um, dialogue from Michael Jackson's Thriller as spoken by Vincent Price playing over the top. Now, I know we talked about this before, but I believe Mike was shitting on the trailer. Uh, I'm sorry, not the trailer, the video for Thriller in the past. Mm-hmm. To, it, to Much to our chagrin as we were like, what are you fucking crazy? That's like the yeah. best music video ever. Mm-hmm. It fucking is. And I don't give a shit what anybody says. You cannot beat yeah. Thriller. You can't yeah. beat Michael Jackson's Thriller. It is. I mean, I was watching it the other night because I was just like, you thriller know, or the trailer? No, thriller. I was actually watching nice. the video. Yeah, I was actually watching it the other night because it's been a few years since I watched it. And oh yeah, it's been a long time. It's got to be at least a decade for me, maybe more. Well, I've watched it before then, but I mean, I can remember watching it when it first came out. So it was 1983, 84, and I can remember. Um, a friend of my sister's had bought the VHS and it was like a full hour long VHS with the making of. So it had all the making of the prosthetics, all the makeup and stuff. It was interviews with Michael Jackson and, um, uh, John Landis. 
Oh uh, yeah, John Landis. Yeah, and I yeah, to... didn't didn't Rick Baker do the uh, special effects on that? Yes, he did. Yes. Nice. And um, yeah, it was basically because Michael Jackson just got the team who did an American Werewolf in London because he loved the film yeah. so much, and he got them to do the do the video and the video itself because it's like the original video is thirteen minutes long. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, it's it's not just the song. There's like no, a whole no, no, story no. in the background. And yeah, everything. There's, yeah, there's like three different stories because you've got Michael Jackson as a werewolf, Michael Jackson as a zombie, which is actually quite entertaining. Um, but the whole the whole thing, um, the look of it, kind of reminds you of Return of the Living Dead before Return of the Living Dead was actually made. So I completely agree. Yeah. So it's. I just thought. Do you know what? I've got to watch this again, and I even posted it to my Facebook and my Twitter, and it was like people on Facebook, yeah, cool. Everybody on Twitter, like, fuck you, man. What the fuck are you doing watching this? I'm like, fuck what? you, that. Yeah. Oh my god, what is with people? I don't fucking know. They're not right in the head, but yeah. then neither are we. So. No, yeah. well, that's we know that. That's obvious. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I really enjoyed watching that again, and. Um, yeah, that was really cool. So, uh, yeah, but Stranger Things, man, it was just that the trailer itself is really eerie. It's really fucking creepy, too. And, you know, it's just with the whole Vincent Price dialogue over the top. It just adds something yeah. to it. And I'm going to have to go watch it. I'm going to have to watch yeah. it as soon as we end this episode. <laughs> yeah, you need to, man, because it is really cool. Just watch it and just tell me what you think of it. I will. So, you know what? I, you know what I did watch though, three or four times, is mm-hmm. the new trailer for Thor, <laughs> for Thor, uh, Thor Ragnarok. I must have watched that. I don't know. Yeah, at least two or three times. I'm like, this looks so good. Hulk's so had fun. a makeover. <laughs> they gave yeah. They shaved his head on the side. Yeah, I and they gave him eyebrows. They gave him eyebrows, and he can speak. It's like what the fuck. Well, well, the idea behind that was apparently he's been the Hulk. For over two years, he's just been Hulk in Hulk form for two years, right. and I think what they what they said is um, the Hulk is essentially like a baby, but he's been able to grow up for two years, so he's he's okay. a little bit more you know intelligible and has speech and you know can interact <laughs> a little more with people. Right. But but I thought that was awesome. Yeah, it, I, I'm I'm so excited for that. I mean, I don't talk. Most of the other comic book movies, I'll be like, yeah, whatever, I'll watch them. But Thor, I'm like, oh my god, I want to watch this movie. It looks yeah. so ridiculous and so much fun. Yeah, agreed. But, but, I, I, so yeah, I, I yeah, I can't think of any other movies that I want to watch this year apart from <laughs> Thor I mean, Ragnarok. There's the Justice League. I'll watch that. Mm-hmm. There's um, there's something else too. I really wanted to see. I mean, oh, you know what? I'm gonna probably check out something that we're gonna mention very soon. It. Yo, mate. Oh, the trailer for it. Yes, oh. that trailer broke. I think it was the same day as Thor and Stranger Things. It's it, t- yes. it gets tough. It gets like lost in the mix. Yeah. See, I mean, obviously, a lot of people. I mean, they still do it. They've got. There's a lot of hate towards this remake. But yeah, at the end of the day, people hate on any remake. I mean, oh, there's a lot of people like do. that. I, I myself have talked much shit about remakes. Oh, me too. But but. And I, but I will say, Shane, in my opinion, this is something that is worthy of a remake because I feel there's much more potential in the story than was um, than was done in the TV series, the TV movie. Yeah, and what I'm looking forward to because it is actually one of my favorite Stephen King books, and they've incorporated more elements from the book into the script. 
so it's going to be it's going to be more more true to the story right um it is going to be in two parts so you've got Good. it at the losers club which is coming out this year um mm-hmm. september 17th um and you have uh, i not sure if they've actually cast or started work on the second film as yet but um obviously that'll all depend on how well this one does yeah um, i'm i'm thinking if if it has a good opening i'm actually a little bit surprised they didn't do an october you know if they're doing september i'm surprised they didn't do an october view uh, you know opening for this but see, that, you know there's it would have been probably perfect. don't want to get it lost they probably don't want to get it lost in some of the other horror shit that they put out in October. Like I think the new Saw movie's coming out in October, which uh, I could not, I could not care less about. Oh, do you know what? Saw can go and suck my dick. Seriously, <laughs> I'm so over the Saw movies. The first yeah, Saw, th- the first Saw movie was the best. Let's face yes, it. Absolutely, it, it was. Yeah, it, it had some unique kills. It was original. The story was original, and it was fucking perfect they should have left it, it was, alone after that it was tense it was yeah. like oh my god this is like you know what it, it felt a lot like seven that yes. it had that you know that dirty grimy like oh my god like what's gonna happen next yeah um really really suspenseful and in fact you know it wasn't gory at all there was very no. little blood and guts in the movie yeah um, but it, it worked really well and yeah. like i mean i um we i think we still have to do a saw episode we partially prepared for one but never recorded one did We're we? gonna have to go over all the Saw movies, but spoiler for that Saw episode, there's like three good ones, and that's it. Actually, in my opinion, there's only one good one, and that's the first movie. So that's just me. Well, I'll, I'll give I... the second one credit. The second one's you know more splatter, more gore, not as good of a story or tension, but it was still enjoyable. Yeah, I mean the the, the Saw films themselves have had some cameos from people in them as well. Oh um, yeah, Chester was in that. Speaking yeah, of, he was uh, in. Know, um, speaking of he him. was in. Yeah, he was in number three. Um, no, no, he was in seven. Was it? Was no. seven. Whatever the last, what the last one, whatever the uh-huh. last one is, he was in that one. No. Yeah, he was. He was <clears> the guy <throat> that got glued to the car seat, and um, and the car took off, and like it tore the back of his skin off. That was in the last one. No, that wasn't. Are you kidding me, Shane? <laughs> All right, I am now looking up. Right. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna be pissed off. Why in seconds? Right. Right. Okay. Donnie Wahlberg was in three. He's a tall. All right. I am looking up. Saw 3D, the final chapter. Thank you very much. Yeah, Saw saw 3D, the final chapter. That's not Saw 3, that's Saw 7. No, no, that was Saw 3. (laughs) No, it wasn't. No, right. Ryan, (laughs) hang on. One second. Oh shit! I'm pretty sure it was Saw Three. I am pretty sure it was. It, was... it, it is absolutely oh, not. Fuck's sake! Uh... Here, <laughs> I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll get you to it. Yeah, I'm already looking. Saw Three is in 2006. Saw 3D, the final chapter, is 2010. Oh fuck's sake! Do you know what? For some reason, I was convinced it was Saw 3, but then Saw 3 was quite shit, so pretty forgettable, really. Yeah, that's that's really... I mean, we'll go into that in a future episode, but that's really where the fucking... The place, it took a downhill, like a steep... Oh, now we're... <clears throat> shit. 
Oh yeah, it's like um, kind of like a British rail derailment, you know. Yeah. Anyway, let's let's get back to it for one second. <coughs> I just yeah. I wanted to um, um, get a couple things on there. Um, so watching the second trailer, it's got a lot more stuff than was in the first one. Uh-huh. Um, it's the visuals again. That was probably the thing I liked the most about the first trailer. The visuals still look amazing, and I'm like really excited to have a horror movie that looks like this. I think it's gonna it's gonna really add to the creepy atmosphere that you can get out of this. Um, also, there's no sign of the adult characters being in the movie yet. So, like you had mentioned, the second one. Um, if you watch the original uh, it, you know, television miniseries one. Um, the adults are in, you know, both halves of the miniseries. Yeah. Uh, but they're they're essentially like telling a story and sort of gathering together in the first half. I don't see any indication of that. I mean, that's not to say that it's not actually in the movie, but they're not really showing that. And I, and I actually hope they downplay the adult part a lot. Yeah, I think I the movie. I think the movie would be really interesting if it was just the kids, like it, like told <clears> in a linear <throat> fashion. Like this is what the kids are going through. And then, you know, cut away to whatever, 20 or 30 years later. I forget what the timeline is. Um, it's 27. That's what, 27? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, then there, and then there are adults in the second movie. I think that would be awesome. Yeah. See, I'm just looking at the um, trivia on it. And <clears throat> the film's first teaser trailer generated 197 million views globally within 24 hours of its release. Jesus. And it broke the record that was set by The Fate of the Furious, which got 139 million views. <laughs> it's kind of interesting that those are the movies that draw that draw the most views. Yeah. It's 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 weird, I guess. But yeah. no, I'm I'm excited for it. Um I think I'm definitely going to watch it in theaters. Oh, we should definitely. probably try to we should try to talk Mike into it, and we'll we'll try to get a uh, an episode like right after we watch it and yeah. get our thoughts in there. Well, thing is, I mean, it's there's uh, there's a couple of little things. Uh, when you watch the trailer, there's a couple of little things you need. To, well, there's one particular thing you need to point uh, need to look out for, and that's Tim Curry's Pennywise has a cameo. He has a cameo. Oh, yeah. is it when in that room full of clowns? Yes, you've got okay. Um, that- yeah, there's one particular part of it, and you can just see Pennywise, the original Pennywise, right in, in the left corner of the screen. Oh, I, I guess I wasn't paying attention enough. Oh. Yeah, and that somebody actually took a screenshot of that. Nice. And posted it, and I was like, ooh, hello. So that's... Yeah. You know, it's nice that they're referencing the original film or the original yeah, they're smart, series. They're, they're really smart to sort of pay homage to something like that because that shows respect. And yeah. that's what it, it really does, I think, play a long way in the horror community that people are like, well, you know, they're acknowledging that this thing was better. You know, I'm not not better, but they're acknowledging that this existed. People loved it. And we know that we love it. That's why we're doing this. And yeah. I think I think that makes a lot of sense. And it's smart on their part. I agree. But um, yeah, I mean, this is—it's going to be a really good film, um, I think. Well, um, I won't go so far as to predict well, no, that. I'll no, just I'm say just, I'm, I'll I'm, just say I'm excited for it. Yeah, it, it looks good. Yeah, I say yeah. It's the film. The film itself it runs at 135 minutes. So this not—it's eh, a little long for my taste. Ah, uh, no, 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 no. Unless you've read the book, you can understand why they're doing it that long because there's a lot of stuff That's to cover. Enough. There's examples of books following exactly or movies following exactly what the book says, and it sometimes it gets long in the tooth, and we don't we don't really need that much. 
I think well, that's just my that's my opinion. Yeah, I think for, because the comparisons to the original TV series that came out in 1990, I think it's needed. It is needed to be explained mm-hmm. a bit more, especially for those who haven't actually read the book. Because you've got to bear in mind, there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be watching this film who've not actually read the book. Yeah. So, so that's that's what that's part of the reason why I think it's mm-hmm. smart for them to do two separate movies. And I really like that idea. I'm, I'm behind that idea 100. percent Yeah. Uh-oh. So, but um, all right. I think we covered a movie that we haven't seen enough yet. We'll uh, <laughs> yeah. We'll get back to it. I'm sure when uh, we get some more info or, or when it comes out, I'm excited for it. Mm. So let's get on to our topic, Shane. <sighs> this yes. was this was a much requested topic. In fact, we put a poll out um, for a variety of topics that people would like to hear in our next podcast. And I think almost like 10 to 1 this was selected. Yeah. And I, I was very surprised. I, did, I didn't think this was going to draw that, that many votes. I thought, you know, we, we offered up stuff like covering the Jaws movies and like whatever, summer camp movies and a bunch of other things. And people were like, nope, they wanted this one. Everyone really stepped in and said they were going for real life serial killers. Yes. So, um, so that's what we're going to go into today. We're going to do a few movies here. Um, and if you guys don't hear any movies that you were thinking of, then get back to us. But our idea was to select movies that, you know, maybe not necessarily told the exact story of the real serial killers, but it had references in real life. Mm. Like, for instance, we'll start on um, probably the one that's, I, I would probably say, maybe the most exaggerated um, and that's uh, the one you chose right away, Shane, from hell. Yeah. So this movie, and I'll just say it right up front, I think this might be my favorite Johnny Depp movie. I think it's number one for me. Actually, do you know what? I'm inclined to agree because this movie for me, um, first, I, the first time I watched it, it was about 10 years ago, actually. Probably a bit more. But um, I remember watching it and thinking... It was a really well written book, uh, really well written film, because it's based on the graphic novel. Yeah. By Alan Moore. Alan um, Moore's a genius. Yes, and uh, it was directed by the Hughes brothers, um, and it came out in two thousand and one. And obviously, this is a story based on the um, murders of Jack the Ripper, and uh, Johnny Depp plays. Um, Inspector Abilene, um in the film with Heather Graham playing Mary Kelly. And Mary Kelly, um, in case anybody didn't know or was, no one has ever seen this film, she was one of the original victims of Jack the Ripper. She was, in fact, the last victim of Jack the Ripper before he disappeared off the face of the planet. Um, he uh, essentially went on the rampage in the 1800s, 18... Um, and he slaughtered prostitutes. Um, and Mary Kelly, I'm pretty sure it was Mary Kelly, she was the most... Um, she was the most... Um, oh, shit. The most famous, probably. Yeah, she was the most famous kill because of the way she was killed and the way she the way her corpse was um desecrated basically um because she'd been she'd been hacked up 
beyond recognition. Um, she was um, mutilated and disemboweled and was discovered lying on her bed in a single room where she lived um, at 13 Miller's Court, um, which is off Dorset Street in Spitalfields, which is obviously in the east end of London or thereabouts. And um, basically her throat had been severed down to the spine, abdomen almost emptied of its organs and the heart was missing. So that was basically when they discovered her, it was like obviously more than likely wall-to-wall vomiting and all that kind of stuff. But um, in the graphic novel, or in the film, they've actually uh, they actually changed it up so Mary Kelly survives um, mm-hmm. because it was Heather Graham who was playing and obviously she wasn't known for having her characters killed off in such a grisly fashion. But um, it was... Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Johnny Depp, he was brilliant in this simply because he actually managed to get down a Cockney accent where, <laughs> you know, he, he's, he played a good Cockney. You know, he was, he, was a, he, was a, he was a British copper, you know, and he, did, he got the accent down well and he was, he was really clever in it. You know, well, I say clever. He just played the character so fucking well. And yeah, and I, I think I think they made a uh, a good decision <clears throat> to to put him in like an opium stupor in almost like the whole movie. Yeah, um, because I th- I think that goes a long way to explain uh, Johnny Depp's Johnny Deppness. Like yeah. it's it's almost like a Johnny Deppness cover up to be like no 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 he's just like cracked out on opium the whole time. Well, the fact of the matter is, I mean, it was just Johnny Depp playing Johnny Depp, but he was playing. I had a British accent basically. You know, because Johnny Depp is well known for um, having liking to have a party, should we say? Um, he does like his drugs. I mean, fuck's sake, he hung out with Hunter S. Thompson for a while, so kind of explains it all. But um, he, I thought he did such a fantastic job of playing Abilene in this. Um, couldn't fault it. Couldn't fault him at all. Um, Heather Graham, on the other hand, her accent was a little bit hokey. I thought, you know, she didn't quite get it right. But yeah, but she was exceptionally hot in this. Well, she's exceptionally hot anyway. Yes, that's so, true. I mean, actually, I need to send you a link because she started doing these bingo adverts in the UK. So I've got to send you. I've got to find links for these bingo adverts, and she still looks as hot as she did back in two thousand and one. I don't doubt it. Yeah. Because the last thing I saw her in was Horns. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot she was in that. Yeah, she had a small part in that. And, um, yeah, that was the last thing I saw her in. But, um, yeah, she I, she did all right. You know, there was quite... Obviously, there was a lot of Brit- British actresses and actors in the film. Um, they did all right. I mean, Robbie Coltrane, you know, he was really good in it as well. And mm-hmm. just for reference, I'm actually I've actually got from hell on in the background at the moment. So um, yeah, and it's nearing the end. So um, nah. yeah, nice. yeah, you know. Well, plus you got you got uh, Ian Holm in it. Mm-hmm. Um, another great British actor. Yes. Um, who was in uh, Alien and um, uh, the Lord of the Rings movies? He played yes. uh, what's his face? Bilbo. Uh, Bilbo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who else have we got in there? Ian Richardson, Jason Fleming. Um, 
Leslie Sharp and uh, Joanne Page, Joanna Page as well. I mean, there's there is a lot of people in here in this film that um, did a great job. You know, I, yeah, and it was because it was. Fil- I think it was filmed. Um, it, yeah, it was filmed in the Czech Republic. So oh, okay, yeah, I was yeah. going to say the the look of this movie too is mm-hmm. like brilliant. It's got those old cobblestone streets. I mean, I guess that's probably what they have in the Czech Republic still. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but every, it, yeah. I mean, if I was to picture, you know, 1800s London, this is what I would think of. Everything's sort of smoky and grimy. It's raining 24-7, and it's just old cobblestone and bricks. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty much how it is now anyway. Because um, <laughs> we haven't had a summer as such. It's just been pissing it down with rain 24-7. Oh, Jesus. But, um, yeah, it's it's got a very – it's a gothic horror, and I love my gothic horrors. And for me, this it's got a, pro, it's got a good gothic look about it as well. The architecture, the, the clothing, everything about it was just – perfect yeah they did get it down to a t which was great now i'm not exactly well versed on the uh, the jack the ripper history um but I, I know i know this one played a lot it played very loosely with the actual facts you know they kept some of the character names and everything but like you mentioned heather graham um is present throughout almost the entire movie she is she is she does play one of the main characters mary kelly yeah. Um, and it's a group of um, the general the synopsis for the movie is um, prostitutes start getting killed off but the way the story in the film has got it they're all connected with um, a woman who is married to a member of royalty right 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 and, and they, right it's it's almost like uh, that's the excuse um, that was given for why Jack the Ripper was killing was killing the prostitutes yes. as, as a sort of cover up. Yes, because basically this prostitute had given birth, and this child had the right to the throne. She was an heir to the throne, and the queen at the time, Queen Victoria, did not want this. She didn't want it um, known. So henceforth, her getting this dude, um, Ian Holmes' character. Um, so, by the way, spoilers for the last, like, three oh, minutes. Oh, yeah. Nah. <laughs> Fucking spoilers. I mean, this film's seven, 16 years old. Who hasn't bleeding seen it, you know? Even but, if you know what's happening, it's still worth a watch. Yeah. Like, th- this is one of those movies that the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, my God, that was amazing. And then I probably waited three or four years before I watched it again, and, like, I forgot what the ending was. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, oh, that's right. But, um... Yeah, I mean, it's basically arranged within the royal family to off all these prostitutes and try and get away, try and do away with them all. And, um, you know, it's like there's some pretty gruesome deaths, you know, in this one. Um, I mean, this again, this is all practical effects. So this is what makes it, this is what makes it even more special because there are no, there's no CGI in it at all. It's all practical effects. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's also the soundtrack as well for me because everybody knows I love my soundtracks and I love my music when it comes to stuff like this. But the soundtrack to this is just pure class. It's creepy. It's eerie. It's atmospheric. And 
it's just great because they use the Victorian elements of how how the music would sound. Would sound. So you've got harpsichords and you've got violins and mandolins and like fucking harps and stuff. So you've got all that on the soundtrack as well, and it adds to it, and it sounds authentic almost. And it's great. I mean, uh, I actually own it on CD. I do own the soundtrack on CD, and the first track on it is uh, a remix of a Marilyn Manson track, The Nobodies. Mm. And um, it's a fucking good song anyway, but um, this one is... uh, This one's really good. Um, it's a good remix and it it suits it nicely if you see what I mean Um, but it's just the whole gothic element to it I love oh yeah it's got a great feeling to this movie yeah I I, I highly recommend this one Um, it's definitely my favorite Johnny Depp movie and I love it from this is one of my sort of favorite types of movies where it tells the police story like it's all about the investigation you know? yes yeah and 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 that's really where the movie focuses on and i really like that um you know you get movies like seven or uh oh off the top of my head oh what's that other one that um the, the um what i was thinking of picking but i didn't the black dahlia um I like that one too. Like it's all about the police stories. Um, I, I think that works really good. You know, this movie's like that, but it's you know it's a period piece. Obviously, it takes place in the 1800s. It's not, mm. you know, even something like the Black Dahlia that was in the uh, 60s or 50s. I forgot which. Um, but I, I, yeah, I, I like this one a lot. I'd recommend it to anybody to, to check it out. Great movie. Yeah, it's one of those movies. I would give. I'd give it a. I'd always give it a nine out of ten whenever I watch it. Cause it's, yeah, I'd, I'd, pro- yeah. I'd probably give it a solid eight, like a hard yeah. eight, like nice, it's good and beefy. You know, there's probably some flaws that are in it, but oh yeah, I mean, I, every I film has works. a flaw. Every film has a flaw, but I mean, I think for me, the flaw in this one is Heather Graham's accent because you can almost hear her slipping um, <laughs> into her Americanisms and stuff like that. Yeah, but well, you pro- you'd probably notice that more than I would. Well, yeah, I'm British. So <laughs> I got I got to be honest. I don't know if I was listening to Heather Graham too much. I was mostly looking at her. Yeah, we all know what you were doing, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. So that's good. Um, <laughs> let's go into one of the movies that I selected next. So, uh, as I like to do, I don't always like to pick good movies. So I decided to pick one that had questionable reviews and to um, and to see what actually was going on. So I chose 2007's Ed Gein, the uh, the Plainfield Butcher, which is one of the more famous Ed Gein movies and stars Kane Hodder as Ed Gein. Kane Hodder obviously being the horror legend, you know, uh, played Jason a bunch of times in uh, Victor Crowley in, in the uh, the Hatchet movies and, and, you know, like a million other films that he's done and, and, and that he's been in and done stunt work for. Uh, but he's he's the main character in this one. And similarly to From Hell, uh, this movie is very loosely connected to the actual Ed Gein killings and stuff. It it tells some of the story, but it doesn't go into a lot of specifics. It's weird. It, it sort of takes segments. It's a good-looking movie. Um, the acting isn't so great, and that's not to disparage Kane Hodder. I mean the whole cast. There's Again, there's a lot... Um, there's a police officer that is essentially the main character in the movie. 
and Ed is sort of treated as a, um, oh, I don't know, I, I, not a side character, but a secondary character to this police officer. And it, it goes into, like, separate segments of Ed uh, killing people. And I know some of them are just, like, completely made up. Like, there's one section where Ed is hanging out with Michael Berryman um, from The Hills Have Eyes. And he's like Ed's partner in, in robbing graves, which Ed never had a partner to rob graves with, but he had him in there and it just sort of made another person for Ed to kill. And Ed yeah. was never convicted of killing a man. Like it, I don't know. It, it sort of sidestepped the actual story to put in a couple extra kills into the movie. And honestly, there's, there's one scene that's got really good effects, really good practical effects, and, like, it makes you, like, oh, my God, ugh. But the rest of the movie's pretty light on practical stuff. It doesn't necessarily go into as much of the, like, horrid nature of Ed's crimes. Right. And I don't know. This, this one honestly kind of disappointed me, especially because I'm such a huge fan of Kane, and I was, like, rooting for him, you know, to do well in this one, but I don't think it matches up. The other downside of this too is in real life, Ed Gein, Ed Gein is a short, skinny twig of a man, like a redneck that like doesn't weigh a hundred pounds. And you look at Kane Hodder and in this, you know, he's a monster. The guy's gigantic. Like yeah. he's all, he's a solid block of muscle. And I, you know, if you read up a little bit on some of the, the Ed Gein history in real life, like, police were like, we don't think this guy actually did all the grave robbing and stuff because we don't think this guy's able to lift a body. Which was obviously not the case. He did that. But, you know, that was one of the, He's so skinny and, you know, sickly looking that they're like, we don't know if this guy could actually do this. But you look at Kane Hodder and you're like, no, Kane could lift like three bodies and break them all in half and toss them over his shoulder. So, I don't know. Um, this one honestly was a little bit disappointing and I'd, I'd probably say give it a skip but, yeah but based have you ever watched this one i it's haven't 2007s yeah i've never watched yeah, it yeah i don't really recommend it and if you know if you want a little bit of ed gein background you know he's he's one of the more famous serial killers in the u.s mm. um, but not because of the number of kills he had but because like the you know horrid acts he was doing with not only the, the people that he killed, but just grave robbing. He would go around, rob graves, dig up the bodies. He would, you know, um, tan the hides of the, of the bodies that he gets and make furniture and other wearables out of the bodies. He's the inspiration <clears throat> for Norman Bates in Psycho, Leatherface in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Buffalo Bill in Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, Anybody I, that's wearing, like, skin as clothing... And more recently, he was um, the inspiration for the killer bloody face in American Horror Story Asylum. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, because, yeah, because they had um, the character of bloody face was well versed in making furniture and ornaments out of human skin. Oh, yeah, that's definitely Ed. Yeah, absolutely. Because this yeah. is the thing. I mean, actually, I'll have to discuss this with you either. Off the off topic, uh, another time. But yeah, it's um, American Horror Story is well known for taking elements of previous like killers and all that kind of stuff, and like them inspiring different characters in um, right. yeah in the um, actual TV show. Yeah, yeah. So Ed is spawned off like 
if you ever see a movie or anything where the, the person skins somebody else or is like wearing their skin or doing weird stuff with body parts, like he made bowls out of skulls and he made like furniture out of bones and stuff. And um, he had a he had a nipple belt that was a belt entirely made of nipples. Yep. Yeah, real, real sick, fucking weird guy. Um, they never convicted him of like necrophilia, and he claimed he never had sex with any of the bodies. And he, they never convicted him of cannibalism either. But they suspect he was into cannibalism, um, only because uh, like some of the books and stuff he liked to read, along with you know some of the dismembering that goes on in the books, and they they mm-hmm. thought that was inspiration for his kills. A lot of them were also cannibal books. Yeah. So, so I think maybe he did that, but they don't have any real evidence. Say so I'm looking at um, I'm looking on his on the Ed Gein Wikipedia page and just looking at yeah. the list of stuff that they found or that the authorities found in his house. Um, and it is kind of disgusting, actually. I mean, it's <laughs> it's kind of disgusting. Yeah, I mean, whole human bones and fragments, waste basket made of human skin. Um, obviously, like, I mean, that's got to listen. That's got to take some talent if you can make a garbage pail out of skin. Yeah. That, that's some effort put in right yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, female skulls, some of the tops sawn off. Bowls, bowls, like you mentioned that. A corset made from a female torso, skinned from shoulders to waist. Leggings made from human leg skin. What the fuck? Um, oh, my God. Yeah, masks made from the skin of female heads. Mary- right, that's the famous, that's where yeah. Leatherface comes from. Yeah, Mary Hogan's face mask in a paper bag. Her skull right. in a box. Bernice Warden's entire head in a burlap sack, her heart in a plastic bag in front of Gein's pot-bellied stove. Yeah, that, yeah. that woman, uh, Warden, that you mentioned, she was the reason Ed got uh, sort of found out. Right. Because she, she went missing. She was she owned a hardware store. She went missing one day, and her son or somebody was like, you know, the last person I know that was here was Ed Gein. He said he was coming back. Uh, to pick up, you know, some some supplies at the hardware store, and then she went missing. So the police, you know, went to go check out Ed's house, and they they found her decapitated body hanging in hanging in like a uh, a barn or something. And then they found pieces of her strewn about the the house, basically. Right. And I mean, just it's, it's, it's just the guy was just fucked. Oh yeah, he was really now, fucked. Now, because I was disappointed in this movie, Shane, I actually sought out. The movie that came out seven years earlier, the 2000 movie Ed Gein. Right. And now, in this one, he's played by Steve Railsback, who's probably a lesser-known character actor. He he does a bunch of horror movies and stuff. Um, he plays Ed, but he plays him much more sympathetic, and he's is a it's a realistic take on the character, like watching this. Ed's the star of this movie. It's not right. about the police investigating or anything like that. It's about him being this, like, unhinged, you know, abused son of this, like, psychotic mother. Um, and you really get what the Norman Bates aspect of, of the character is in this one. Because you get the overbearing mother that, like, just treats him like shit. And, like, doesn't let him have friends or, or meet people or whatever. Yeah. And then um, it shows him going on the grave robbing and the killing. And in this movie, I don't know if this was made for TV. It seems like it. Um, because the DVD I have has like a, uh, a four by three aspect ratio and it seems low budget, but honestly, this movie was awesome. Like you get drawn into the character 
uh, you get like you you see the abuse that he takes, and you see the like the like him cracking and losing his mind, and the influences on him. And reading the Wikipedia and uh, watching this movie, it stays, I would say, m- much much closer to the actual story of Ed Gein than the uh, than the movie does. I'm sorry, than that 2007 movie with Kane Hodder did. And I actually really liked this one. Um, so if you were going to go out and watch one of these, absolutely go for the 2000 Ed Gein starring Steve Railsback. You can find it's cheap on Amazon because I bought my copy to watch this. I yeah. think it was like $5. Um, but yeah, re- um, much, much better movie despite being much lower budget, not actually like looking as nice. It has that sort of made for TV feel to it. But it's a better story, better characters, and um, sticks closer to the actual story, which is like we were just describing, super fucked up. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I'd say go for this one, the uh, the 2000 version of Ed Gein, definitely much better than the 20 2007 one. Yeah. So, sorry, Kane, Kane, you lose this one, buddy. Um, but we'll get him next time. Yeah. All right, Lefty, excuse me, man. I have got to take a quick break. No, no problem. Okay, I'm back. And he's back, ladies and gentlemen. You missed it, Shane. I did a moving rendition of uh, Journey um, singing uh, one of their songs, and it was excellent. But you're never going to hear it, so yeah, I'll believe. It's too bad. I'll believe that when I hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking lies and subterfuge from the man. Come on. Never, never, yeah, never. Right. Bollocks. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you ready for uh, for the next one you had chosen, Shane? Oh, uh, yeah, that one. All right, hang on. Yeah, it's quite uh, quite an interesting um, thing that happened with this because I was convinced I actually had it on DVD. And it turns out that the copy I had had disappeared. So... Um, Bearing in mind that I've only watched this a couple of times and it was a few years apart, but the movie I chose was Zodiac, mm-hmm. directed by David Fincher, came out in 2007, starring Jake Gyllenhaal, Robert Downey Jr. and Mark Ruffalo. Um, and basically, it was set in the, ni- in the late 60s and early 70s, uh, San Francisco cartoonist becomes an amateur detective obsessed with characking down the Zodiac killer an unidentified individual who terrorizes Northern California with a killing spree. So, um, yeah, it's uh, one of the one of those films. Like, I'm I'm just really iffy on this one because I this will be the first for me to admit I didn't really do a lot of research on this one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are the most prepared podcast. Fuck yeah. Best. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, well, my God, what I absolutely love about this, Shane, is that as soon as we, like, um, agreed we were going to be doing this episode, this was like your, your, it was your second, you're like, I'm doing, uh, I'm doing From Hell and I'm doing Zodiac. That's the end. And we're like, all right, buddy, you got it. <laughs> well, obviously. I mean, I've had a lot of stuff going on, so I've not really had the chance to do much on this one. No, no, no. I'm I'm not going to fault you. Yeah, apologies. I'm not going to fault you, Shane. Yeah. But here's what's going to happen. So, 
I'm going to turn the tables as one of our favorite requested things was to have Mike explain a movie that he hasn't watched in a long time. Ah. I watched I watched this last night, so I'm going to ask you what happened in Zodiac. Really? And have you explained the movie to me? I think I just did, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, give us a little background. Who's who is what in the movie oh, and um man. and sort of what's going on? You, we don't have to go into detail, Good. but the more things you get wrong, the funnier it's going to be. Well, basically, Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> plays the illustrator Robin Gra- Robert Graysmith. Who... All right, you cannot read off of Wikipedia. I'm not reading off of Wikipedia. All right, all right. I'm just keeping you honest. I'm reading off of IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> Where else do you think I'm going to get this fucking information from when I haven't got the DVD? Um, <laughs> well, you can do it from memory. That's what you got to do. Like, um, you just got to go with it. Yeah, like I said, I've only watched this film a couple of times, and that was a few years ago and a few years <laughs> apart. So, fuck you um, very much. Um, <laughs> no, um, yeah, Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal basically he gets involved in uh, the case of the Zodiac Killer um, with Mark Ruffalo and Anthony Edwards um, and Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, I didn't actually realize it was Anthony Edwards until after I watched the movie and uh, and went back and looked at the cast, and I'm like, oh, my God, Anthony Edwards was this? Yeah. And, um, you know, it's because he has hair. That's what threw me Yes. Off. Actually, because, I mean, he plays, he's, he's got a skin ahead in most of the films that he's in. So, yeah, it is uh, quite funny. <laughs> Fuck me, Excuse man. Me. That was a good one. <laughs> that one would have been building for a while. No shit. I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to go back and reduce the volume of that. One. No, man, leave it, leave it as is. Just leave it as is, because that was quite impressive. That was definitely from the diaphragm, you know. As as holy Jesus, that was impressive. Right, oh, excuse me, I have to clean some chunks off the microphone. <laughs> it's almost as good as the time I farted in the microphone, and Ryan was convinced I was moving <laughs> the microphone. I love that you farted. You put your mouth right on that. <laughs> All right. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm losing it. Woo, oh. I'm getting sidetracked. And now. again, Ryan goes off on a tangent. Woohoo! <laughs> hey, that's that's my uh, that's my goal in every one of these podcasts. Yeah. All right, so so in Zodiac, you've got Iron Man, you've got the Hulk, you've got Nightcrawler. They all team up and they're trying to take down the killer. Yeah. Right? And they all fail on a glorious level because the Zodiac Killer was never found. Oh, spoilers, Shane. Uh, no, I'm kidding. It's, yeah. it's a, <laughs> I, I think everybody probably knows that if they know anything oh, about the Zodiac Killer. Yeah. But um, it's also got um, Brian Cox is in it, as is um, John Carroll. Oh, uh, yeah. Brian Cox was a nice surprise for me, like when he showed up. You know what? I didn't even like see him first. I heard his voice, and I'm like, yeah. that guy sounds exactly like Brian Cox. See, it, Brian Cox to me, he is one of Britain's one of Britain's best actors. And the guy- he's British. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, Shane, you just blew my mind. I had fucking no idea. Well, you learn something new every day, don't you, Ryan? God damn it. Well, actually, I say British. He's actually Scottish. Oh, well, then he doesn't count, then. Oh, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, he's... um, Yeah, Brian Cox, he's he's just fucking awesome in everything he does. 
I mean, you only got yeah. you only got to look at the autopsy of Jane Doe. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He was great in that. Yeah. He was. He was. See that he just surprises people in everything he does. And let's not forget his his second best role in Super Troopers. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I just I just clicked. That's one of I my just favorites. Chick just clicked on his uh, on his profile on IMDb because they've just finished um they've just finished Super Troopers two, haven't they? So. Uh, oh shit. Yeah, he's gonna he's back in that he's back in that role again. Amazing. I you know what today? No, I did not. I did not support that Kickstarter. I think I, I held off on it because they already had like a million dollars, and I'm like, fuck these guys. I don't need my money. Yeah, that's fair. But um, no, that'll be awesome. So yeah, Brian Cox. It, it was actually a really good cast on this, um, and and they all do a really good job. And in fact, I thought that um, Robert Downey Jr. was actually a little bit underplayed in this movie. Like, <clears throat> he didn't he didn't go full Robert Downey Jr. Although he does have a weird. <laughs> he didn't go full retard. You mean? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you never do that. We know that from we know that from Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> so uh, that's just one scene from Tropic Thunder that I, I just fucking love. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's it's always worth repeating that. <clears throat> so so this movie is almost entirely the sort of police slash um, uh, newspaper side. It's all about the investigation and reporting on the investigation. And very little is about the actual killer himself. They do show some of the kills. Yeah. Um, but they're not like... Um, I don't know. They're not the centerpiece of the movie. The centerpiece of the movie is the characters doing the investigating. Mm-hmm. But what I, I did think was pretty interesting, there was one scene that was absolutely pure horror. And that was... Um, there's one scene where the ki- the killer goes to a lake and there's a couple having a picnic or something by the lake. And he holds him at gunpoint, and he ties him up, and then he like brutally stabs him. Yeah. Um. And and it's it, it's effective to watch. You're like, holy shit! Like it's he's just stabbing, 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 and they don't cut away. They they show it all, and I thought that was that was a pretty effective scene, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm well. I'm just saying, yeah, because I mean, it's been, yeah. it's been a while since I've watched it, so yeah. <laughs> No, that was it, very interesting. But I, I'm gonna say, Shane, um, I wasn't a huge fan of this one. I well, thought it was a little too long. Yes, actually, this is out. no. I am gonna agree with you on this because it is a good film. It's well acted. It's well played out. It's well scripted. But it does go on for too. It does go on too long. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> the theatrical cut cut itself is 157 minutes, and the director's cut is 162 minutes okay that's probably the one that i watched yeah <laughs> but you've also got to bear in mind it's the way david fincher works because he's i know he's Listen, very, I, i'm a yeah he's, i'm a big fincher fan yeah. you know you know that i love alien three even uh, i love seven um fight club one of my favorite yeah. movies but those movies all move this one like it's very it drags yes me. it does drag and it's not very it's not very um, fast pacing either because they do no, they do concentrate they do concentrate on a lot of their scenes you know they do it's very dialogue heavy yes and <clears throat> that's what makes the movie drags I mean if you're not a fan of films with lots of dialogue um, especially when it comes to like 
serial killer movies and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you're not going to get into it because obviously you want fast pacing kind of stuff. But right. with this, it was definitely worth watching from a different standpoint. It was worth watching if you were interested in the whole investigation side of it. Yeah. So now, if if I if I could, I would say that. I'm going to imagine this movie follows very closely to the actual investigation and the killings. Yeah. Um, but I will also say that that makes for a poorer movie the way it's presented. Mm. I think this movie would have been much better <clears throat> because essentially the movie sort of split into a couple different sections. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it, there's a couple time lapses in it, but, um, there's like one section that's all about the intro of you know the Zodiac killer dropping off the the um, not the yeah the letters and the uh, the codex to to transcode some of the the writings that he sent in, mm. and then there's another section with the police where they're doing a couple investigations and the murders, and then they're then they're back to the newspaper, and then the whole investigation sort of tapers off, and then they cut ahead a few years, and then um, Jake Gyllenhaal who is the cartoonist is essentially trying to write a book and he's going back over the Zodiac stuff. And like, you're just like, Oh fuck. We already went through most of this. Just speed it up and get to the end. I'm sitting there like, come on, just get to the end. You're killing me. I think it would have benefited much more had they merged the two stories, essentially broken the timeline, like made it less accurate to reality, but more interesting. Yeah. I, I think if they had, um, Jake Gyllenhaal the entire time during the police investigation doing his own investigations and like you know meeting up with the doing the exact same things but sort of tied in at the same time it would have been much more interesting a faster paced movie and it wouldn't have dragged so hard at the end like towards the end of this movie I was like just end just when is this going to end just please end but I I will say one of the funniest things in the movie Towards the very end, they have, um, there's one character who I think is like, whatever, 15 or 20 years older than he was in the beginning of the movie. Right. In the beginning of the movie, he's like a a 14 or 15 year old teenager. And in the end of the movie, he's supposed to be somebody in his 30s, I think, maybe 40s. And it's it's one of the McPoyle brothers from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Right. And as soon as I saw him, I'm like, that's a McPoyle. It just ruined the movie for me from that point on. I was just laughing. I'm like, you can't have a McPoyle in your movie and not have me laugh about it. No. <laughs> so, but I don't know. Altogether, Shane, <clears throat> I don't know, man. This was not... Sections of it I really liked. And like you said, it was a well-made movie. Yeah. It was well-acted. It was put together well. But, man, it was too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, I-, I think it just really needed to be cut down and, and maybe rewritten to, yes fuck up the timeline of the actual story but improve the movie yeah i I do actually agree with you on that man i mean it's it is one of those movies it is long it does drag out you need to put away two and a half hours to you know in to like sit down and watch this and you have to be in the mood to watch it as well so i mean obviously if you're a serial killer aficionado then you're going to be into it or you're going to be into the the investigation side of it but for us common folk, um, you know, it was long, it was drawn out, and it did suffer for that. Yeah, as, as a, a movie fan and mm. as a Fincher fan, I think this might be one of his weaker movies. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I love 
I love I love the game. I love um, uh, what's that? A newer one that came out a couple years ago. Um, I'm having a brain fart at him now. I mean, I like I, I love almost every one of Fincher's movies, and this one I was prob I was very disappointed in because I was looking forward to it. And like I had just mentioned, I love the police investigation stories. Yeah, but man, this just it just sucked. It. Uh, I'm being a little hard on it. It didn't suck. It, it was not that bad. No. But it was disappointing. I think that's probably where my agitation comes from yeah. more. Like, I'm looking so forward to it, and then I watch it, and I'm like, ah, oh, god damn it. Yeah, this no, that's under- This wasn't what I wanted. Yeah, that's understandable. <clears throat> but, so yeah, Zodiac. I don't know. If you're big into the real-life serial killer stuff, then go for it. Otherwise, I don't know. I, I think there's better stuff out there. Yeah. I think there's more interesting movies to watch if you're going to watch a movie. <clears throat> yeah. I like the Black Dahlia movie a little bit more. See, that's and, the one with Josh Hartnett, isn't it? Yes. See, yes, I've, that's Josh Hartnett. Yeah, I've not actually seen that, but I do have the book. Um, oh. So I might have to read up by it again. And, uh, well, you go, the movie is way faster than the book. Yeah. <laughs> It'll take like an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah, but I'm a reader, so I quite like reading stuff uh, like that. Yeah, no, that, that was a good movie. And again, that's a movie, it's all from the police, you know, side of things. And there, that one's more like a, an L.A. Confidential, I mm. think, because it's sort of a similar time period and the characters sort of act similar. Um, but yeah, I, I like that one a yeah. little bit more. Cool. Uh, so see that one didn't have so much volume. No, you know that that one was a, a little bit less. Yeah. It didn't have the build up. I think. No, that's just it. So the final movie that I watched, Shane. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I wasn't actually going to cover both Ed Gein movies. I just sort of got so disappointed by the first one, I decided to watch the next one. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but the other one that I definitely wanted to cover and was some that uh, people actually requested, and it's one of my favorite serial killer movies, is Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Yeah. Which uh, which essentially goes over um, part of the story of Henry Lee Lucas, who is one of the craziest mass murdering psychos in the United States history, and he, it's sort of tough to to go over the real life. Uh, killings that he's gone into, he was convicted of murdering 157 people. Why? He claims to have murdered thousands. He's one of these guys that falsely admits to other killings. Right. Um, but he he lies or he forgets or you know there's there's some type of lapse in his brain where he just either doesn't remember or um, is lying about it. And, um, you know, in real life, he, he has, it's all like a sexual hang-up on almost all of his killings, and he has sex with almost every woman that he kills after she's dead. Right. So this guy's a real whack job. <clears throat> and in real life, he actually had a, um, one of his partners that he would go around and, and kill with was uh, a guy named Otis, and, um... Him and Otis did have like a, a homosexual relationship together, so there was like some type of romantic entanglement between the two of them. Right. But but Otis would get insanely jealous when uh, Henry would kill a woman and have sex with a dead body. Otis would lose his shit because he'd be like really jealous about it. So he, after the body was already dead and raped, he would like mutilate the body and like beat it and stab it and like cut it up and stuff so that Henry couldn't use it again. Essentially. Yeah. 
which like talk about a talk about a fucked up relationship these two these two have. It's it's crazy. Um, and then there was there was other stuff too, like uh, supposedly um, Otis's sister, who was at the time like nine years old, would go around with them, and Henry had been raping Otis's sister since she was nine years old. Oh why? And, oh yeah, just really fucked up stuff. And eventually, Henry ended up killing Otis over, you know, some dispute or something. And I think he, like, stuffed him in a storm drain, or maybe that was his sister. I can't remember. He chopped up a bunch of people and left them all over the place. But what they were known for was moving place to place. So they would be in one area, they would kill somebody, um, and then they would dump the body wherever and just leave so that police had an extremely hard time tracking you know, these people down. It wasn't a really good way to connect them. And the way the police got him was he just confessed. He just walked up and was like, yeah, I killed all those people. And, you know, they went through and they're like, holy shit, this guy did kill all these people. And later in his life, he sort of had, like I had mentioned earlier about his um, claiming thousands of kills. Yeah. He had this, um, he was drawn to admitting his crimes. Like, he got a thrill out of it, like, explaining the murders and stuff. But a lot of times, his explanations were inaccurate or misrepresentative of what had actually happened. So some of the convictions were hard to stick because they were like, yeah, he admitted to this, but he wasn't actually doing this specific thing, but maybe he's confused with these other dozens of people that he killed. It's crazy. Like, it's really crazy. And the guy ended up, he just died in prison. You know, he... There's no great finale to it or anything. It's just he was a crazy psycho, went out killing a ton of people, and then just went to prison and died. And you're like, oh, well, that's kind of disappointing. Yeah. Uh, but the uh, the movie, have you seen Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer? Um, once, about 25 years ago. I was going to say, yeah, because this is, this is like 86 is when this came out. Yeah, because it didn't actually get released in the UK until 92, I believe it was. I believe that it probably came when the video nasties came down. This probably yeah, because it was um, it was filmed in '86, and it wasn't released until 1990. Um, and I think it didn't actually get a release in the UK until about '92. So yeah, that would have been yeah. that would have been about right. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so this this movie stars Michael Rooker who this is his best movie and I, I like Michael Rooker he's great in a lot of stuff but this is his movie it, it is phenomenal in this one um, really really portrays a sort of psycho and it's got it, it follows a serial killer there's no police investigation there's nothing like that it's just about Henry it's yeah. just about what's going on with him and how he interacts with people and the killings and all that and he re- Rooker does a great job per- portraying this maniac. Um, even Elisa was was in the room while I was watching this, and I, and I uh, she looks at the screen and she goes, "Is that Yandu from Guardians of the Galaxy?" I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> <laughs> awesome." So, um, yeah, uh, he does. A, he's the best part of the movie. He's he's amazing in this, and, and like the movie opens up with just a series of um, of dead bodies and, like, you know, raped victims and just all this, the, this, like, carnage that it just sort of opens with, just sort of a montage of these bodies. Not him killing them, just the bodies themselves. Yeah. And um, it goes in, the story's primarily focused on Henry and Otis's relationship, but they, they don't really play up any of the sexual relationship that they had. 
So he's just sort of Henry's buddy, and they're like sort of moving around together and hanging out. And they bring in Otis's sister, but in this, she's not a nine-year-old. They, she's like you know, a twenty-year-old or something, I guess. Right. Maybe to make it a little easier to stomach what was going on in the well, movie. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, obviously they couldn't exactly fucking play on the pedophilia side of things, could they? Yeah. Uh, pretty fucked up. They yeah. did. They did take a little bit of liberty in this one, and that they had um, Otis a few times tries to rape his own sister, which Henry doesn't approve of. Right. And um, I sort of get from the real life stories that I don't imagine Henry would really give a shit about that. Like yeah. he seems like a really fucked up guy. But um, but yeah, it, it just goes through the two of these guys going around and just there's not really a plot so much as there is this is just what they did day to day yeah like they go around they meet they meet up with prostitutes sometimes they kill them sometimes they rape them after they're dead and um you know they they kill people to get what they want they like what there's like one of the best scenes is when the two of them are trying to buy a tv set and they go to like this used pawn shop somewhere i think in chicago and just fucking like murder this dude, steal all kinds of shit, and then they're then they're tooling around, um, you know, playing with the video cameras that they stole and setting up the TVs and stuff. It, it's a really fucked up movie, but it's a really good movie. Yeah. And and this is the one of all the like, all the ones we mentioned today. I think in terms of horror, this is the most horror of these like serial killer movies. So if if you're into you know the serial killers and the horror aspect this is the one to go for it's it's really fucked up though you have to sort of be willing to um be uncomfortable because that's what this movie really does is put you in an uncomfortable mentality with like the fucked up things these two guys are doing yeah and um not to spoil it but they don't really uh, it doesn't end with him like going to jail or anything. It, it it's one section. I want to say it's only a few days in the life of these guys. Like it's not like a long drawn out thing. It's just like one little section of their life. It's sort of like a snippet of what of what they do. Yeah. Um. There's actually, and I can't believe this. I have not watched it. I own it. There's a sequel called Henry Two. Right. It does not have Michael Rooker in it. It was made like twenty years after. Supposedly it's really bad, but I'm like interested to see, like, what do they do with it? Do they just like turn it into a slasher movie, or do they like actually continue the story? I don't know. Right. Okay. See, I didn't even know there was a sequel. No, and I hadn't watched it. Um. So I I don't know. I don't even know what to say about it. I just heard bad things, but mm. I guess eventually eventually I'll probably check it out. But um, so movies like uh, if you like Maniac. Uh, William Lustig's Maniac from the 80s. I think we talked about it once or twice. Yeah. Uh, this movie, in my opinion, is a better... It does what Maniac does, but better. Like, get you into the mind of the killer. And, and it's all because of Michael Rooker's performance. And I and I think this is a much, more, a much superior movie to Maniac. It's better acting. It's... At times, I mean, Maniac's got like a bunch of weird shit in it and much better special effects and practical effects. You know, it's it's like grosser, mm. but this movie is um, more mentally intense. Yeah. So you're watching it and you're like, oh, I'm so skeeved out. This is a fucking weird scene. Like you get, unco- like I said, uncomfortable watching it. 
uh, much more than something like Maniac. But again, it puts you behind the eyes of the killer. Um, so yeah, uh, this movie I highly recommend. And not just if you're into serial killers, I mean for like every horror fan. If you're like really into horror. This is a movie that I know I said like Elisa had walked in while I was watching this, but... I wouldn't like sit her down to watch this because she would hate it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it is intense. Um, so you, you kind of have to be in that mentality that you're ready to get something fucked up, put in your brain. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, um, I'm a fan of the movie because of the way it works and, and, um, and how you end up like feeling while you're watching. You're like, Oh my, like you get that, the terror, and the uncomfortableness and everything, this is this is the one to watch. That's what I say. Right. So, so yeah, that's uh, those those were uh, my picks for the uh, real life serial killers. And mm. Shane got his. Maybe eventually we'll get to the ones that Mike had chosen. Maybe we're probably going to end up doing a second episode of this sometime. I imagine just because of the uh, the response we got on the poll. Right. So uh, we'll have to get to that eventually. That sounds oh, good. I'm, I'm sure we've. Yeah, we've got a lineup of uh, of episodes we got to do. I've actually been compiling them now, so they're building up on us. Well, you... I don't know, and, and that and that doesn't even count, Shane. The like the movies that I've been, uh, uh, you know, given viewings of to like review and watch. I'm like, oh shit, I'm not gonna read. I'm gonna watch all these and do them. Jesus. So we'll have to cover some of them eventually, but. Hmm. But yeah, we'll, well. I think we'll go back to the uh, the serial killer episodes. What do you think? Yeah, I like the sound of that. It gives me a good excuse to watch more serial killer movies at some stage as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, when things are a lot easier for me, um, yeah, I can probably get more movies watched, so that'd be nice. Yeah, finding time's always the hardest part. Yeah, yeah. I think um, everything that's going on at the minute is kind of difficult trying to watch movies, but yeah, this, uh, yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty cool. So yeah, get some more. F- we'll get to them. Though. Yeah. So, uh, what do you say we round this one out, Shane? Mm-hmm. I think we got a pretty good episode locked down. Yep, we did go off. Um, we did it, go off on a tangent quite successfully. Early, of early on, we still. Yeah. <laughs> well, how are you going to pass up thriller? Come on. Well, yeah. Oh, and if you don't like thriller, you're a bad person. If you don't like thriller, if you don't like thriller, you are wrong. Yes. And we're not talking about the song. We're talking about the video. And the song. Yeah. All right. And the song. <laughs> yeah. The song is pretty fucking awesome. But like I was saying earlier, it needs like it leads nicely from Stranger Things season two because that trailer just looked a fucking bomb. All right, uh, now now I gotta get off with you and go watch that. Yeah, that's so um so yeah, get a hold of us. Um, join us on our new Facebook group, um, Facebook slash group slash All You Need Is Blood, uh, or just type into the Facebook search All You Need Is Blood. Um, I, I, th- I think I did it earlier. It's like one of the first thing that pops up. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely join us on that. And um, we got our SoundCloud. We got our we got our new Gmail. All you need is blood pod at gmail.com. So let us know what your favorite serial killer movie is and. Uh, if you have anything that you want to hear in the future in terms of episodes or movies <coughs> or anything else. Oh, um, actually, before we before we actually round up, I actually got a reply on Twitter um, mm-hmm. regarding a podcast we did before um, okay. by a guy called Michael Ross Allen. Now, Michael Ross Allen, as it transpires, 
um, is he's on a site um, called 28dla.com that it's a site basically according to his Twitter bio it's a site that covers all things bloody and bold and okay. he actually replied can you remember we were talking about like post-apocalyptic or zombie movies a while back and I was trying to remember the name of a movie and couldn't remember what it was about mm -hmm. like um, post-apocalyptic zombies in an ice age kind of deal oh okay right, well basically the film itself was called Extinction and I'd, oh. uh, I'd forgotten what it was and he basically replied to me so obviously we have a listener in Twitter in Twitter land <laughs> you know so, excellent we've got at least one yeah so I thought right I'll give Michael Ross Allen a shout and a thank you all right well well that. thank you Michael for actually listening to us yeah. and and uh, cor correcting Shane that's always I'm always uh, behind that yeah of course you are wanker um, <laughs> <laughs> but also one other thing and this is something we haven't done for quite a while Ryan beard watch how's the beard beard watch yeah well I'll, I'll tell you it's it's getting pretty beefy now um it's back in full force it's a solid beard yeah uh it's got some, it's obviously not as as hefty as yours i don't i don't need like you know an extra neck support to hold up the rest of my extra face. neck support yeah i like that that's funny there you go See, look, there's, <laughs> oh there you are yeah there we look go that thing. Uh, I don't know if you're gonna be able to see me. All my lights are off in this room. Uh, right, Let me see. Right. Shane just turned on his Skype so I can we can get a full beard check. Or let's see. Uh, you can't. Yeah. I'm, there you go. Let me lift up here. Oh yeah, that's not bad. That's pretty good going, man. Yeah. Yeah, she's getting it. it's it's a mess now. Yeah, well, you could do with a haircut, but yeah, I mean, it's uh... a, a lesson. I know. <laughs> but yeah, it's like the beard's coming along nicely, dude. See, yeah. we haven't done beard watch for a while, so yeah, it's <laughs> it's, it's all good. So there, yes. So when you see the cartoons, we did have the beards put into the cartoon images. Yeah, Ryan successfully did my beard quite well. I've got to say, it looks. <laughs> A lot bigger than it actually is. So, no, I, you want to hear something, Shane? I literally traced a picture of you. Really? Yeah. So Tra that beard is your beard. Yeah. <laughs> Christ. So great. <laughs> but it's funny because I mean, I get my beard trimmed once a month at my at a barber's in Norwich called Swagger and Jacks, and I've got to give them a name check because they are fucking awesome. Yeah, maybe they could get you a discount. Uh, yeah, they could actually. That would be nice. Um, <laughs> but I go in there once a month and they take care of the beard and they do such a good job. And I specifically speak to a guy called, or I see a guy called Alex in there. And I just sit down and he's like, what are, we, what are we doing today? And I'm like, trim, shape, fade. He's like, okay then. Because obviously I have a shaven head. So yes. he fades my beard up. So it's kind of... It, suits nicely and then trims it all up and then they use beard oils and like the beard balms and stuff like that which i actually have i bought bottles of the beard oil which is fantastic stuff to use sure yeah. and um yeah it's uh it's it's actually really fucking cool you know you go in there and they've got like old triumph motorcycles in the shop upstairs and downstairs so you walk in and it's like all oh, this kit is all kitted out it's proper gentlemen's um barbers so it's really really cool it's comfortable the atmosphere is great um it's very relaxed and when i went in there last week for my trim 
I almost fell asleep in the chair. That's how relaxed <laughs> I was. That's how... Or is that how long it takes for that beard? No, 15 minutes. <laughs> it took 15 minutes for them to trim and shape and to use the beard oils and stuff like that. And I nearly fell asleep in the chair. Wow. Yeah, it was really cool, really relaxing. And the staff in there were fantastic. Plus, you get free coffee. I always call that a win. Can't beat that. Yeah, I always call that a win. So, uh, yeah, well worth it. Awesome. Well, if you want to get in touch with us about Beard Watch, <laughs> hit us up on uh, yeah. on Twitter or Facebook. You can find me on Twitter at Ryan Tudelo. Um, I'm on Facebook, and um, we're still on. If you go on not only our podcast group page, but if you go on the UHM fans group, we're still always on there. Yep. Or if you go on the um, upcominghorrormovies.com message board, we're always on there as well. Um, so those are all the places you can find us. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think that just about covers our contact stuff. Yeah, I am Dead Cell Society at Twitter. Um, also, Dead Cell Society 74 on Instagram, um, where I do post um, about UHM on there quite frequently. I did put a post on there earlier on tonight about doing the podcast tonight. So that's had a few likes, which is all good. Um, and I'm, I still... I, I do need to get a newer phone because this one is just a piece of shit. Um, so uh, it's old. It's I've had this phone for about five years now, I think. So yeah, I, I just upgraded last week because my phone stopped getting text messages. Uh, that's never good. No. See, this one I can't access direct messages on Instagram. Apparently, I never knew that was a thing. No one told me. You could get, yeah, no one told me you could get direct messages on Instagram. I was like, really? I've never used it. I'm too old to to go into direct messaging you're too, on Instagram. You're too old. I am set in my ways, baby. Get out the, I I accepted Twitter, but I'm not doing face. I'm not doing tw- uh, Instagram. <laughs> you accepted Twitter. That's right. I fucking caved in. <laughs> it was about bleeding time. We just got to get Mike to join us. Join the dark side. Yeah, he's not doing that. No, nah. well, I mean, he did tweet. What was it? Um, the last podcast he was with us, and he he actually mentioned something, and he tweeted something, and I think he wrote "hello," and I was like, "hello," and <laughs> yeah, because I do actually follow him on there, and I, I favorited his tweet, and I was like, "ha," there you go. So, well, I don't, I don't have his Twitter handle, on, and maybe it's his, maybe it's his DM head. I don't know. No, it's not. Um, no, it's not. It's uh, Whittemore Mike. Oh, Whittemore Mike. Yeah. All right, well, follow Whittemore Mike, and in fact, tweet him, direct message him, make sure things pop up on his phone to to con him into actually doing Twitter. Yes, we need to get him on there a bit more often. So, yeah. I think we'll finish up now, Shane. Yep. I'm ready to go downstairs and have some dinner. I'm ready to. Oh, is, Five to two, so I'm ready to fuck off to bed fairly soon, actually. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Well, until next time, we'll um, we'll see everybody later, and um, I'll just say bye for now. Laters.